there, everyone. I hope you were laughing along with me when you heard me do the introduction to last week's episode, and I said it was Christmas weekend already. Clearly, I don't know where my head was at when I was recording that, but I know where my head is at today as we are heading into Christmas weekend. Monday the 25th is coming up, and that is the official launch of my coaching sale to get 2024 started. Running from December 25th to January 5th, all programs will be on sale, and there are two codes that you can use to help you with that sale. The first one, five new clients that choose 30-day programs can use the code MIKE50 to get 50% off that purchase. It is a deep discount, the deepest one I've ever offered. Only can be used by five clients. After that, there is code JUMPSTART. JUMPSTART can be used on any purchase, whether it's for a 30-day program, a 90-day program, or even one of the new 12-month programs, and that will get you 20% off that purchase. And those 90-day and 12-month programs are already deeply discounted, so 20% on top of that is a great way to invest in your health as you head in the new year. So, code JUMPSTART, 20%, five-use code, MIKE50. If you are interested or have questions or want some clarification, reach out to me on Instagram, email the show, and I will get you going there. See if we're a good fit, and I might be able to help you as you head into the new year. So I hope you're having a great time with your families celebrating the holiday, and you're ready to put a focus on what's to come next for you as we head into 2024. Now, let's officially go on to this week's episode. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, if you are someone out there celebrating Christmas, this is fall coming to you in the thick of, of those days. So I appreciate you. I hope you're having a good time and you're you're maybe settling down and either coming through the chaos or it hasn't started for you yet and you're 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 choosing to distract yourselves with, with this little show. So I'm happy that y'all are out there listening and hope you're having a great season. With me today, I have Kevin O'Meara the second. And I'm excited to get to talk to him. And Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking, Gormy. I'm glad to have you here, man. So let's get into it. Tell us, Kevin, what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Very good question. So obviously, we know my name is Kevin. Um, my journey for weight loss actually began in 2011. Um, I wasn't always overweight. Uh, however, I did kind of like struggle with being pudgy and through weight gain throughout my um, teenage life. But I used to play football. I was a wrestler. Um, well, I did some wrestling. I wasn't say a wrestler, but I did some wrestling. Um, and then um, when I got to be older, I gone through um, just a lot of different things that have that led me into getting overweight must it was just some over get overcoming some addiction um but in uh what really kind of sparked this situation was i had reached the pinnacle weight i've ever the heavy side been and i had been talked to by friends about losing weight and that i'm going to die if i don't do something and i was just like you know i don't care and i was really depressed and i was just like you know i was in my late 20s, early 30s, and I was like, you know, whatever, I'm just just fine with the way things are, but then I was working for a call center, prior to that I used to work for Target, and I got pneumonia, walking pneumonia, and I got sick, and I had surgery, which I almost died from, and then I was, then I get a bunch of weight working for a call center. Working at the call center, I was fine, again, people were telling me and caring about me, you need to lose weight, I had 
Don tried Weight Watchers. I had done different weight loss pills and things like that, and just nothing ever really kind of came to pass. And I was like, eh, whatever, you know, things are just what they are, and I'm just going to let things go. Well, I let things go so much that I was, um, it was almost difficult to weigh me. And I had a uh, tremendous workplace accident where I used to work for the call center, and I the, the building I was working in, they just, a new owner came in, and they bought the building, and they remodeled, they wanted to remodel all the bathrooms in the building. After they were done, on the floors working, they, um, and this is kind of, uh, it's, it's embarrassing, but at the same time, it was really difficult, where they just remodeled this bathroom that was a handicap stall, I went to use the toilet, and the very first person that used that toilet was me, and it broke. And I ended up injured on the floor. And uh, after crawling out of my own debris and getting back into the office, screaming in pain from this accident, now I'm falling. I, when I found out that I couldn't get an ambulance for 30 minutes, and they had a hard time getting me on a gurney. And when I got to the hospital and they couldn't give me any medication, they didn't even know where to start. It really kind of like sparked me and says, look, you got to make a change now because if not, you're going to end up in a wheelchair and you need to lose weight because you're literally going to not, you're not going to die. What you're going to do is you're going to be in pain till you're old and then you're going to deal with this the rest of your life. And I was like, yeah, I can eat lose weight. So, um, uh, as I'm a, I'm a Christian and I started to pray and, um, I just, that was the kind of like the first decision back in 2011. And did you get, did you get weighed oh, then? Sorry. Like, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I, I want to just, you know, make, fill in some details for people that are yeah. wondering. Like, did you, did they get an accurate, like, was it in the hospital that you ended up kind of getting a sense of what you were weighing at that time? Or? So, they tried to weigh me, but because I was so big, they had a hard time weighing me. So, their scale only like went up to like 650 pounds, but it wasn't, it wasn't really registering my weight. So that was devastating. Yeah, okay. the first time, of course. Yeah. And let me ask, like, I want because I want to move into that decision, you know, to make yeah. change in 2011. But I want to, you know, fill out some of the picture there, you know, before we get to that point, just to give people a sense of what life was like for you, as big as you were. Like, what was, you know, what was a, an average day in your life like? Like, how was your mobility? Like, what were things, you know, where? Because you talked about, like, I think a lot of, you know, I've had a lot of guys on the show that share this. Like, they kind of reach that place of this is who I am and this is just how my life is going to be. Like, what, yeah. what was life like for you then? Um, I wasn't, I was running evening operations where I was working. I was able to walk around and I wasn't having any problems with my life. I mean, I worked full time. I paid my bills. Life was, I mean, I was heavy. It was hard, but I was, it was, I was getting by. And so it wasn't really like a, I have to do something now change. It was just like, okay, things are, I'm kind of just, uh, everything's I'm more, but I wasn't in pain. Uh, I mean, uh, I just had lung surgery, so I was kind of breathing a little heavy. Um, I had sleep apnea, but there wasn't really like that indication that there was like you need to do something right now or else right. you're dead. You know. Understood. Yeah. So we so kind of was just life. Uh, yeah. So you started to talk a little bit about you know the praying in in the spiritual side of it for you yep. in 2011. Go, mm -hmm. Get back to that. Yeah. So, um, I actually been a Christian since I was 20 years old and I had always been in the church since I was actually grew up in the church. And then, um, it was, uh, it was real. God really wasn't real to me until I probably hit 20 and then I actually asked Jesus to save me and then life changed. But I struggled through a lot. 
and um, I actually struggled through uh, drug rehabilitation. I went through six months, graduated from that when I was in when I was nineteen to my twenties, um, and then um, I used to smoke, and I used to just do it. You know what I mean? Like we all have different stories when we're young, but then it just mm-hmm. kind of like I quit smoking, and then I, st- I guess I started eating. <laughs> so that was kind of like my next thing. Yeah, and uh, wait. My, I also had family members that also, my aunt Rosemary, she passed away from cancer because she was overweight too and just different things like that. So I think that that part of that stuff from growing up and that lifestyle when I was a child, kind of like maybe, I don't know, I really can't explain all the psychology behind it. I'm not that person I was back then that I am now. So all I can say is that back then I didn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just like, I was just doing what I had to do to get by. You know what I mean? Things... So, yeah, but, I mean, I go to church now, and I actually, you know what I mean, like, I, I, I'm I, very much involved with my church, and I've been for 20 years, 23, and um, it just, like, uh, you know, as I said, I, I, I kind of was really praying at this point, when I was, remember, when I was in my apartment at the time, and I had said, I was crying in tears, like, God, I can't be in a wheelchair. I don't know what I would do. You know what I mean? I can't, like, when I, my back was hurt, and I could only walk with a, when I was sleeping on the couch, and I couldn't, I couldn't sleep in a bed, and I was walking with a cane, now it suddenly, everything hit me. Like, okay, now you really have no, you know what I mean? Like, you need to make a change. Because if you don't, you are going to end up being... I don't know, called out in a piano case. I don't know what else to say, but it was just like, you got to do something right now because if not only you're not going to, uh, luckily I didn't have any medical issues. Like I don't have diabetes or any kind of cholesterol, thyroid problems or anything like that. I did get tested for all that stuff, but those are stuff that just get another scares you get when you're big. But um, luckily I did not have any of that. But uh, obviously I was told I should get bariatric surgery which I didn't want to do, but I ended up having done. But then, um, just like, I, again, I, I, was, I was talking about that prayer, getting back to that, was I said, God, you really need to help me, and I don't know what else to do. And literally, I got an answer the very next day. Like, my stepfather called at the time, and he says, you know, we really want to help you, and I ended up helping me with some health insurance. And I paid him back, but I, he helped me at the time with getting a personal trainer and things of that nature. This accident was at work, so um, it was it was a lot to undergo, but God kept me secure. I'm still even now. I'm I'm, you know, God's got my got me every day. But yeah, I mean, all I could say is that uh, my faith. If it wasn't for my faith in the Lord, um, and that has been my anchor through all this, I don't know where I would be right now. Because I'm not perfect, I got my struggles just like anyone else, but I'll tell you what, when I'm in those moments of despair, I turn to God every time, and He always, he, he always answers my prayers, and I go to church to this day, and I haven't felt like my faith has wavered, as a matter of fact, if anything, my faith has gotten stronger over the years by Him, by me um, having these moments where I need to pursue Him, and then He answers. And even when I'm not needing to pursue him, but I still pursue him anyway, and he answers. So that has been very helpful for me over the many years that I've been saved. But um, that especially through this weight loss, um, this this uh, weight gain and weight loss 
uh, I don't even know if I could have made it as far as I have been without my faith and without the Lord in my life. I will tell you that straight up. But, um, so, yeah. tw- so 2011 was kind of like where a lot of that started for you. Like, where did things go for you from, from there? Like after the accident Good. and recovering and yeah. Good question. Um, I hired a personal trainer who came to my house and she came over in 2012. In March of 2012, I met Marie, um, who helped me. And, um, I also then got a pool therapy, so I went to pool therapy at the time, and uh, that was like kind of like my rehab as well as like my training on relearning how to eat food and how food operated in my body and how to lose weight because at first I couldn't even exercise. I, I, because I was in so much pain, I literally couldn't, I mean, I could get up and I had, I like, I think I screwed like the armbands into my wall so I can do those armband exercises so I could have at least some sort of physical therapy from home. But most of the stuff that I could do was sitting on the couch, reading, learning, and then maybe some housework. It wasn't like I was going to the gym every day or really like it was, it was really kind of like I had to just read and study about what I could put in my body and how that those that food would um, help change not only my bot physical but my mental ability to think about how life is going to go forward because then I was really able to focus on that. Um, but from there, I did pursue bariatric surgery. I didn't have it then, but I lost. I think with Marie, I ended up the first month I worked with her because I said to her, "I'm like, look, I'm giving you an ultimatum. If <laughs> I I, I, I need to lose some considerable amount of weight with you or else I am going to go get bariatric surgery because I don't know what else I'm going to do because my ba- this is my back. It's my whole body. So I had gone through all the motions of having bariatric surgery and I lost, um, I think, 60, 60 some, uh, 62 pounds, I believe is what I lost within the first 30 days of working with her. And I was not necessarily for bariatric surgery then. So at the time, I was like, I didn't really, I was, I, I only had one surgery in my life. And so having the idea of having a doctor go in and taking my stomach and doing all what he was doing was not really the ideal thought process at the time. Understood. I was kind of scared. Mm, <laughs> so, understood. <laughs> so, um, but that was it. I mean, pretty much I worked with her for a number of months. And then I got to the point where I lost enough weight where I was able to get a car, see a chiropractor. And then with the transition between her and the full therapy and the chiropractor, I was able to walk and got pretty, um, I lost a ton of weight. So I think within the first six months, I lost 250 pounds or so. Uh, and then um, maybe a while, maybe about a year. It was, it was, it was a while. I lost a considerable amount of weight. I can't quite remember. It was a long, so like, long time ago. But um, I lost a considerable amount of weight to where I couldn't, I was able to walk without a cane. And I was able to kind of like have re enter my life to some degree and started enjoying the things that I had missed out pretty much what I've been overweight. I started going and singing karaoke and just started having fun again with things that I just didn't even do because I was overweight or I had other things I was concerned about. I was also living with um, a gentleman who had spina bifida and pretty much was caretaking for him while I was trying to deal with myself. So that was, it was just a lot that I was going through at once. I would say that for sure. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Like, and do you yeah. know, do you like that, that amount of weight you lost, do you know where you started and where you were at that point? 
So there was there was different speculation. So the doctor, because the scale would only go up to six fifty, the doctor thought I was six fifty. I think I was closer to eight hundred or more because I recently um, when I the reason I speculate that was because I know that I wasn't as big not too long ago. It was probably a couple of years ago when I actually had like a reoccurrence of my back problem. Because I, I gained some weight back around my 40s, because I'm 44 now, and I was 32 then, um, and I had to go, that's when I actually had that back surgery, but I had been weighed in a doctor's office where I had been seeing another person for weight loss, and I was around 640, and I was not as big as I was initially then, so I'm pretty positive that I weighed a lot more. And then, yeah, but now, today, I recently had a weight um, at a hospital. I was found at 476.3. And I know, like, if you were to see my pictures online, you can see the, the definite big difference oh, of yeah. weight loss. And I'm still um, going to continue on that because I have a goal uh, right now to continue on. But that is, uh, but that's what I am at right now. Understood. So you, so... After you that that first kind of like year or so out from that the accident experience and you had lost the two hundred fifty pounds and was, were you kind of moving forward maintaining there like or was it a just up until because like up until the the actual point that you have surgery was it more of a an up and down like what were what were those because your when was your surgery that your your gastric surgery my waist loss surgery my weight loss surgery was. Um... January, uh, it was 2022. So, uh, yeah, so it's been a year. Well, yeah, hold on. Just so there was a, there it. was this like, you know, six or seven, you know, yeah. seven or eight years in there. Like, was it, was that kind of just more about, were you still trying to lose at that point? Or were you like, okay, I'm back in a place I, where I'm steady. Like what was, what was life like? I felt uh, at that time. Yes. I was still going to the gym. I felt like I was, I, I was still trying to lose weight, but my life was like kind of like all over the place where I was kind of just kind of experience life again after not having the ability to have any kind of life being overweight. So at that point in time, it was just kind of like, I wanted to live my life. So, I, you know, I was still working on my weight loss. I kind of, like, there was a point where I wasn't as dedicated to it as I was at first. So there was more just kind of like, okay, I'm going to the gym periodically, and I'm I'm doing some eating here and there, but it wasn't like originally. So, yeah, but that, you know, it's, it's definitely been uh, a road kind of like back to square one, so to speak, at this point. But yeah, there was a time where it just kind of like was, I'm a good, like I'm, I was still trying to lose weight and I was still working on it, but it wasn't as dedicated as it sure. was when I first, you know, started everything. No, I think that makes sense. And yeah. what, what brought you then to, to pursue, you know, you said you'd kind of gone through looking at weight loss surgery before, you know, and decided it wasn't for you. What brought you back around to the weight loss surgery? <laughs> to be quite honest with you, is when I could hardly walk, and I had gained, started gaining weight back. When so when I around my forties, I had well actually right when I turned forty years old because I'm forty four now. Um, I had was I was pursuing actually with it in a gym for like a six week challenge to lose weight, and while I was working out and just doing normal things, um, I had 
I was working out of my car and COVID happened. And I was working out of my car doing lift and between exercising, whatever else, I'm not sure exactly what all went happened, but everything reoccurred. And my back, I was having trouble walking, carrying groceries. I was having trouble just doing anything. And I was like, okay, well, I need to get help. So basically, when it came down to the point where I needed help again with my back, the doctors all were saying, well, you still need to lose weight. You haven't reached your goal. You need to lose the rest of the weight. So when that came up, to pass, I was, okay, well, I guess I'm going to have to get weight loss surgery because I need help because now I can't go to the gym anymore like I was, and I could go back to eating the way I was eating before, but my, my life has drastically changed at that time, and so it was just a matter of um, what I could do versus what I couldn't do, and then what, when I had... Um, when I first hurt myself, I had gone on Social Security Disability, and I was also had some money in the bank because obviously being hurt at work. And then when I went to kind of live my life a little bit, I started working normally again. And then things kind of like changed because now my focus was back on having to work a full-time job and also back to doing normal things, which is where I'm at now. So that was kind of like where this was, okay, you really need to focus on this again. Because you have to finish this weight loss. So that's, especially right now, but that's kind of like where everything hit. Yeah. yeah. And, and what, was, what was it like mentally during that time? Like, not just, because I'll be honest, like, you know, hearing you talk about it is, it's, you know, there's, there's a matter of factness to your story. Like, yep. you know, which is like, okay, I hit this point, my back hurt, you know, I, I'm, my back's injured again, I can't do this, I can't do that, so I'm going to do this. Like. Right. <laughs> in terms of like, you know, the emotional side of it, like what, you know, what was going on? Like, were you, you know, cause what, what's the best way to phrase this? Like, cause I, cause I think there's, there's probably some people listening, you know, and even me hearing your story, like we're, we're hearing, okay, it's 2011, you know, ac the accident happens, you know, and severely affects impacts like your mobility and your ability to continue. Like you were working, you were, like you said, up and about, like, because also, like, I'm sure people listening, when when they hear someone talk about being over 600 pounds, like, where do most people's heads go? It goes right to, like, TLC, my 600-pound life. And because that that's the that's the pop culture notion of six over being over 600 pounds is, you know, driving in a minivan to Houston, Texas, and, and talking talking to the, you know, doctor now in Houston. Like, that's literally every person's, you know, perception of that. Like, so see here, you know, hearing you talk about like that wasn't your life. Like you weren't, you know, you weren't sitting in bed yelling for someone to bring you, you know, breakfast in the morning. Like you're, you were, you were living an active life. You know, you, you went, you went through that experience. You kind of came through that, you know, and then spend that, that couple of years, like you were talking about living and experiencing life, which I think is a big part of it. Like, I think that happens like exponent, you know, and this is like a whole nother tangent of discussion, but I think it happens exponentially to people too. Like when, you know, someone who has been the quote unquote big guy, you know, in like the, the 300s for most of their life and they get up over 400 to 500 pounds and they stop accessing life and, you know, you start to get, be able to feel life again. And that the urgency of the weight loss seems to just, you know, dissipate a bit because it's like, well, I can move again. I'm living life. I'm doing all these things I couldn't do before. Do I need to do keep doing all of those other things, you know, and that can be a, a cycle for people that, that develops. But for you, when you hit that point where you're like, okay, I need to, I'm making this decision, 
you know, to have the weight loss surgery because this is where I, you know, the place I'm back in again. And I can't do, you know, some of these things I was doing before I can't do that helped me change. So I need to find another tool. Like, where was your, your, your head at during that time? Was it, I don't even know if this is making any sense what I'm saying, but like, were you in a place where it was it about, I need to lose the weight or was it about, I need to get my mobility back? Does that, does that question make sense? It, it makes perfect sense. And everything you said, actually, it, it hits the nail on the head to be quite honest with you, because it's like, yeah, um, to be, to be quite frank, because I, like I said, everything is very much a matter of fact, it was a mixture. So it's like, okay, I'm pretty much looking at a doctor asking for them to help, and they're like, okay, well, you need to lose this weight to do this. And then you have to do, and if you're going to do this, you need to do this. And then, so that's the way kind of like things kind of like came across. So it wasn't just, right now, it's I had to have... So in order to have to order to have weight loss surgery back here in a couple of years ago, I had to lose 50 pounds. Then I had to fly to Mexico to go because I couldn't get it done. Why I was having such a hard time getting help here locally because around where I live, um, they don't. You got to go to Boston, Massachusetts to get anyone to do any surgery on a bigger guy, and so that means where I live, it's two hours there and two hours back, and go through all that go through all that stuff so and then even then when you're that heavy they don't want to do stuff they they go through this long and late process to like oh is it you know it's frustrating so anyway um that's beside the point but just to to be a big guy it's so devastating i think mentally because everyone it's like there's this stigma not only there's this stigma about being a big guy and everyone wants to throw stones at you but then there's this stigma about trying to get help from anyone. Half the time, half the time you can't get help. Or that doctors look at you and they don't have any studies. Like, there isn't any really relevant studies out there for someone that's overweight to, okay, how do I get him medicine? How do I get him help? So, that all that mentally, I can tell you, has been such a drain. Has been physically, emotionally. And I tell you what, if it wasn't for my faith in God, which has really helped me stay firm and like a rock through this situation because if it wasn't for my reliance on God, I would think I would fall into a big puddle of mud. I don't even know if I could hold it together, to be honest with you. Having half the things that I've had to deal with and half the things that I've had to go through as a human being just to get up in the morning, to get out of my bed, to get dressed, to even go to work, to make the money I need to make so I can have health insurance, so I can get the help I need. I can't even express to you, and then I'm doing this all by myself. So, I mean, I have I have family, don't get me wrong, but, um, and you that kind of like opened up a big can of worms, so if I'm going too long, please stop no, me, but I need to good. get it out. Um, you know, my parents, they were divorced when I was one years old, so trying to get help from them, to also to have to deal with my, I'm, as an adult, I have to deal with all the adult things as an adult has to do. On top of being overweight and needing to go see doctors to maintain my health, to have to travel because I had back surgery. So I had to travel to Boston back and forth. I went to Mexico. I had to go, uh, the reason I went to Mexico is because I had to, um, I couldn't get, after six months of going through the required insurance leeway of getting barrister surgery to the, they'll actually do it they still didn't think i lost enough weight so they wouldn't let me go forward 
And I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. I've, I don't know how much work I've put in. Anyway, it's just like the, the, the policies that are coming together is so overwhelming. And I think that it'd be good for people to think, be more humane about someone that has a bigger guy because there's so much a mental anguish that people as a community put on someone that's bigger that it's it's not even I mean we talk about all these different things about the justice social justice about all these other things and I really could not want to go into all these political things but it's just like it's so frustrating when you're a bigger guy that's just an honest I'm not saying I'm perfect but an honest guy who goes to work that's just trying to make their ends meet and you're trying to get help and then you want to be in a relationship and all the things that come together with just being an adult and being a normal person like well the normal person but the societal person that you know you see in the magazine and whatever else you want to see it's like there's this stigma and then people you know almost it, it's not like people are mean i don't think they necessarily try to be mean but there's just like it's always already this you know yeah the goonies where chunk has a shirt over his head and they're like oh they're jo joking about him so i mean everyone makes jokes about it but it's just kind of like it, I can't even express to you just the mental tiredness. I would say tiredness yeah. well, of having to go through it. It but takes yeah. up a lot of space in your head. We talk about that a lot yeah. on the show. Like yeah. even yeah. just like navigating the world as a bigger per like. And when I say bigger person, I don't mean like someone who you know was a two hundred pound athlete in college and now is like two fifty. Like navigating the world at four, five, six, seven hundred pounds is a completely different experience. Like I, one of the example, you know, the topical examples is, I don't know if you've seen on social media, there's been a blow up this week, you know, because it somehow hit as a news story that Southwest airlines has their customer of size policy where they're going to give, you know, if you need more than one seat, you can either buy this, you know, to clarify for people listening in case you've gotten caught up in this, it is, you can pre-purchase a second seat and get it refunded or the day of your flight, you can go to the airport and say, I'm going to need the customer size policy. And they navigate that with you. And they get, they will, they will give the person that needs the second seat. And Southwest, there are other airlines that have similar policies, but Southwest is probably the one that's the most visible. And it's almost like you hear, you know, so many people saying, you know, well, bigger people need to do something about, you know, they need to change what they're eating and move more and do all these things. And then there's this, you know, an airline that's offering a service to allow people to fly. And let's be honest, even if you need, if you need a second seat to fly, there is nothing comfortable about flying. Like, because it, let's not even talk about the fact that you're probably not going to fit in the bathroom on the plane. And I'm not sitting, and I'm not sitting here advocating saying planes should have extra wide seats or extra wide, you know, bathrooms, any of those things. But what I'm saying is this is one company that said, we acknowledge that this is a concern. And we're here, you know, to allow people access to something that other people don't have to think about when they access it. And that's, and the, the reason I bring it up is because that idea of like, you know, the num the sheer number of people, like I, I was talking with, with, with a woman this week who changed her job because the job was going to all of a sudden require travel and the prospect of flying as a bigger person who was trying to work on her health was overwhelming. And so instead of, um, just saying, okay, I'll fly and this is what I need and this is what I'll do. Because then you're in that position of like, you have to deal with the mental space of, okay, that my, you know, our, our tech, you know, our, our admin is booking the, the flight. I need to go to the admin and say, I'm going to need more than one seat. And this is like what I need to deal with. And like, you have another person involved and it's like, 
the mental energy sometimes, like even just the idea of like going to somewhere in public, you know, will there be seating? Will there be, you know, is, you know, all of those factors. And, and if someone's a long-term listener to this show, they've heard me go through these things with many dozens and dozens of guests, but it, what it boils down to is that idea that living life in a bigger body isn't just about physically moving that body. You know, it's not just about what am I putting into that body for food? It's what is all of the other things that take up that mental space that the average person doesn't have to deal with. So when someone looks at you and just says, you know, eat less, move more, life isn't that simple. And that's the other thing, like I, I wanted to highlight too, like when you're talking about doctors, like if there was one solution, if there was an answer as to how every human being should lose weight, doctors would know about it. But there isn't, there isn't one answer for every person. You know, that it becomes so individual because of all our different experiences and everything that it's not as simple as we'll just go and lose, you know, because often, you know, and, and people will, will, you know, any, even people who have been slightly overweight will say, the doctor said to me, I need to lose weight. Okay. So what do they prescribe? Excuse me. What do they prescribe for that? And they're like, they didn't prescribe anything. They just said, you need to go out there and figure out how to lose weight. Any other medical condition you're dealing with, there's going to be a care plan. And yes, I know someone's going to get mad and be like, well, a doctor will refer you to a nutritionist and will refer you to physical therapy. Yes, all of those things happen, but not every doctor will even do that. You know, and then not every nutritionist, right, the insurance won't cover. Well, and that, you know, that's, that's the even funnier thing. Like when the insurance will cover some things related to being a bigger person, but won't cover the things that are related to not being as big of a person anymore. Like there's, there's so many sides to it all that the average person sitting out there just doesn't doesn't understand. And in a lot of ways, that's why this show exists, you know, is so people can hear what it's like to navigate the world. Like, and you said, you, you said it very, you know, in, in a great way, your life isn't just about weight loss. Like your life isn't, isn't just about that. It's about, I need a place to live and I need to be able to pay for that place to live. And that place where I'm living needs electricity. So that needs to be paid for. And I'm going to need to put food in that, pl like adult responsibilities, like it's not, you, there isn't, you know, there, as much as I think sometimes some of us would love it, you know, I've, I know I've thought about this in my past, like, it would just be great if I could just say, I need to go, you know, to the quote unquote weight loss center where I just moved to and I live there and I learn all the things I need to learn and I have the time and the freedom and, you know, I don't have to worry about other things and then I can, I can, you know, transition back into the world. Like, that's not how it works. The, the reality is, is like, we still have day-to-day -day responsibilities, you know, there are people on this show that, you know, are caring, like you were talking about caring for a person living with you, whether it's caring for an older, an older loved one, caring for children, taking care of like a partner that has an issue. Like we're not just navigating. It's not just about weight. It's not just about that in the end. So finding your way through that is a ta is like you said, is, it's a taxing, tiring process. Like, and that doesn't mean that you're giving up and it doesn't mean that you're not trying. And because I think that's what the public perception is sometimes is like, you're not even trying. And it's like, you don't understand the things that I do every day. Like, right. Just, and you don't. And you also you can go out and get someone, you know what I mean? Like, well, someone can live with you or you can get married or you can have kids. You know what I mean? Sometimes there's also another bigger, when you're a bigger person, someone, you know, it's, it's like, that's also that, that thing where it's like, okay, well, who's gonna, 
you know, I don't get any help. It's like now I have to go to the state or city or I don't qualify, especially as a single man. I don't qualify for certain programs because I make $500 more than the bare minimum that can get help. So it's like people don't even understand like, okay, well, what, we'll go, go call this program or call that program. Well, what program is there? I'm a single adult that, you know, what you won't have, you probably could go get married or have someone come help you or whatever, you can make a friend, you may not get married or whatever, you, other things can work out for you or I have medical things also on top of what's going on that keeps me unable to have other people help or other things that are available to you that I can't even get access to because of my situation, mm -hmm. which is frustrating. Oh, no, for sure. But anyway, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, let's, we could, we could tangent off into the wild world of yeah. health insurance and, and social, <laughs> and, you know, and, and health, health, health insurance assistance programs. As soon as you say, I'm a single man without children, 99.9% .9 of those programs say, we want to help you, but there's nothing we can do. Right, exactly. Like literally, exactly. Like, we want to help you. There's nothing we can do. Like, right. You know, on, on many levels that happens. Like, so, and I'm not sitting, I'm not sitting out here say, saying this is like the boohoo single men's club or anything along those lines, but it's just the reality of navigating things. Okay. Time for a quick break to talk about the show's sponsor, which is John Shane's performance gains. John is a frequent guest on the program. You know him as the keto road. And he's created two products that I use regularly, including the True Endurance Caffeine-Free Pre-Workout. So you, it's a pre-workout you can take in the morning, at night, in the afternoon, and not worry about it affecting your ability to sleep or anything along those lines. And it also has a great boost of energy from ketones. Energize Reds is a recovery drink. It's got super fruit, antioxidants, a boost of electrolytes, and a little bit of matcha tea in there to give you energy and also help you recover from your workouts. It's something you want to take regularly, and I take it daily. So if you are interested in either of these products, use the link in the show notes and our new code, which is Fat Guy. so John will know if you're coming from this show. And if you're looking to support the program and try something new for yourself, this is a great way to get into it. So if you have any questions about these products, you can let me know because I'm using them. But also, go check them out. Link in bio. Use that code FATGUY. Save yourself 5% and support the show back to the program so get us back you know and i think that was really important stuff that we talked about but to get us back into you know kind of your experiences like so you ended up um going you know finding you know finding the resources and and putting it a plan together for yourself to go to mexico to have surgery correct so i i uh, utilized mexico bariatric surgery which i've researched and they were a very good program um, and I went there and I had the surgery, I had lost the weight and it was a, it was a very easy progress. I'm still involved with their program if I need, um, help and stuff like that. But that, and then I, then after a few months later, I went and had back surgery and then, um, I'm good. I have another 176 pounds to lose so I can lose, cut off the other insurance qualified, uh, surgery where, I can have the skin removed on my, all the weight on my stomach. So that's going to be huge. Once I'm there, I just have to lose that. But that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm, my next goal is to lose 176 pounds so I can have that next surgery so that I can maybe have, you know, that happen within when I'm 46. <laughs> so anyway, that's good. Yeah. And yeah. so we're, we're coming up, we're coming close because you're, was it, in 20 was it january of 2022 that you said your surgery was i believe it was because 2021 i moved in yeah so it was definitely in 2022 because mm -hmm. i yeah it was definitely january 2022 
So we're coming up on, you know, this January will be two years out from your surgery. Yep. What have yep. been what have been the most significant changes in your life since you made that decision? I just lost a ton of weight. So mm-hmm. I've at least lost I've at least lost two hundred and fifty pounds since having surgery. Um, and, uh, because I know that because I was 600, I was 500, I was 648 pounds before I left. I was 594 pounds weighed in when I had surgery and now I'm 476. So what's that? Is that 250 roughly? Right. Um, Am I doing math from, right? your, from your surgery point, that's around 130. So I'm gonna be out. Yeah, I'm gonna have lost. So, so anyway, overall, yeah. like overall, that's taking you down. Yeah. Three, uh, over 300 pounds from your heaviest. Right. There we go. So, but uh, but ultimately, thank you. Uh, yeah. I'm not math is not my biggest strong point, even though I do billing for life. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so, but um, luckily, you have electronics anyhow. to help you with the billing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, sure. exactly. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, that has been. But yeah, I've lost a considerable amount of weight. Um, I have been able to access certain things. I mean, I I have I walk with crutches. Um, so it's just a matter of, you know, continuing to move forward with, um, the goals that I'm, I'm pursuing. And again, I have my next biggest goal is to lose 176 pounds or roughly about that so that I can have this next procedure so that that would be probably, in my opinion, unless there's something else drastically wrong with me, that's probably the last procedure that I'm going to pursue, uh, because I should have everything else, and I mean, I might not be perfect, but that's going to be enough, I think, because I'm older now. So, yeah, I don't think I want to pursue anything else unless I absolutely have to. Well, because so. the reality is, like, for people out there, listen, like, skin removal, sur- skin removal surgery when you've lost close to five or over five hundred pounds isn't <laughs> isn't just a cosm- isn't a com- cosmetic issue. Like, yeah. it impairs you, the loose skin impairs your function. It, you know, impairs life function. Like, well, not only that, I have had, because I think after the surgery, I had like a hernia. So mm-hmm. I have a hernia repair, yep. and then they, my abs have pushed out. Yep. So um, I have to have that to have dealt with, mm-hmm. too. So that's part of it, and then the other lower abdomen area. So that's, been, oh, yeah. that's what I got to deal with. But yes, part of the skin surgery and such. And the funny thing is, like, and, and this is like, the, I've talked with several guys about this, is some of the impairments that come from, from losing the weight were things that didn't exist before, you know, that, you know, which is, yes, in, in a million ways, life is better, but then it's like, okay, you know, I'm now dealing with some physical issues that I didn't have when I was heavier. Like there, you know, it's, it's, it's wild, you know, and it, it all speaks to the resilience, you know, of the human body. Like, I mean, think about your own resilience, man. Like that idea that at the end of the day, you know, you were, and there's probably some people listening to that agree with this. In a lot of ways, like you were lucky, you know, when you were the, you know, at, at your heaviest weight, that all of those those conditions they kept trying to test you for that you didn't have them. You know, like there's, you know, there, there's there's some bullet dodging going on there, which you know, it all comes down to you know the genetic lottery and all of the different things that are you know the different factors in our lives. But you know, being able, you know, I, I think it's incredible to hear you know that you're still fighting today, and like that's one of the things like when I came across your page was not that you're at the quote-unquote finish line or near the finish, you know, our lives are continual journeys that, that never end, you know, for one thing, but also, like, you're in the thick of this fight, like, you are, you're making real change, and you're continuing to work at it, like, it's, there's, there's no, you know, if anyone visits your account, and we'll talk about where they can find that, like, 
there's no sense that you're just sitting back resting. Like you're you're there you're there in it. So you know, as far as like getting to that next you know the next surgery that goal, like what are the other things that you think help you know are helping you work to get to that place? So I will say that I'm I'm very grateful for my employment. So uh, that was probably I was self-employed for a while. Which I, you know, but that was also just, it was very difficult. But I would say that uh, working for Spectrum um, has probably been, it's been a very nice uh, thing because that helps with everything within my life and obviously good health insurance and things like that. But other than that, just having you know, a good solid church life and being able to be part of, so I would say that when I first got hurt, I wasn't able to go to church. I was stuck at home. So being able to go to a church building and um, have a home and just be able to get up a little bit easier, even though it still hurts sometimes, and having to do things do do cause pain. But yet at the same time, it's like you know, at least I'm able to do that. I'm I'm not. I'm able to get out of the bed, even though I, I it's it's frustrating sometimes to get up. But I am able to, and I can go to work, and I have a job, and I have a place to live, and I have, you know what I mean, like, I have a dog, and I'm not, you know, I have friends. So that, to me, is a huge thing, uh, because um, if I didn't have my church, probably, and that's probably the biggest, I would say that my church life is my strongest thing in my life. Um, I am very grateful for that. Um, probably other than the fact I have a job, but my church life has been my center of help because I have people that are there that we all together can talk to each other and are friends friendly with one another. And you kind of gather that strength from those people because we all can kind of just like, Oh yeah. And then we pray for one another and we help one another and we encourage one another. So that to me, even if it's not, you know, always everything in the world, at least having someone that you have a good relationship with is very important. I think for your mental health, as well as just having that ability to kind of get away from everything for a minute and just have that spiritual life. Because I think that's, you know, just like when you have food, you know, we talk about, I, I hadn't really talked about this a lot, but when you talk about weight loss, we talk about food being 80% of what it is and 20% exercise. I think that um, yes, I also think your spiritual life is probably the most, one of the most important part of your life when it comes to dealing with anything. And without that per first being dealt with, whatever it is in your life, then you're going to have a hard, hard time tackling the other parts because your, your mental health is probably going to be the one thing that you're going to be attacked with more than anything else, even though you're going to deal with the physical part and you're going to deal with the financial part. But without that other piece, I think that you're going to, you know, just like I said, for me, it's, it's been my one solace and my most thing that I'm most grateful for is um, to not be alone in my salvation in mm -hmm. the Lord. So, but yeah. Well, I think, it, you know, it goes to you know, whether a person is, is spiritual in general, general or has a defined faith or is, is just working on, you know, working on their mental health and the mindset of, of it all. Because, like, at the end of the day, how you, you know, the physical mechanisms of losing weight are physical mechanisms. You know, they're not, they're, they're not necessarily these things that, they're not the amorphous, the, the undefinable, the, the things that drive feelings and experiences. And so finding a way to connect, you know, 
for, on a level of like one to one with human beings and also in a sense having a sense of community is a huge part of like the support that we need, especially, you know, being on a journey that isn't going to be over in six months. Like it's, it's not just about knuckle, you know, buckling down and holding yourself together for two or three months, you know, to lose a pant size and, you know, fit into like a suit for a wedding or anything along those lines. Like it's about having to go through these things that are life changing experiences physically and mentally. And so having that sense of connection can just be so important and how each person individually finds that connection is important. But, you know, I, I appreciate hearing that the, the direction that it took for you to find that and to know that that's, a, that's something that is important to you, I think is, is great for people to hear. And what I'm, I'm curious about Kevin is like, what are the things what, when it comes to your weight loss journey now, like what are the things that challenge you on a daily basis? Uh, just as a challenge. <laughs> well, just, just like, um, you know, is it like, is, is your, do you struggle with your relationship with food still? Like, is it the consistency um, of activity? Like what are the, what are the barriers that you kind of climb daily or weekly or monthly, you know, that help you keep moving forward? Yes. So I will say that, um, my relationship with food is, uh, it's not the same because I can't eat as much. So that's one thing. Um, but I, uh, I have a tendency now, I mean, I do, and I mean, I would say that my, um, I need, I would say be, to be quite honest with you, I, I probably should be a little bit more disciplined in some areas of I'm eating, but at the same time, I am, I'm not doing things that I used to do. So that to me, I've made a huge amount of progress. So I would say that that is one area of my life that I would say is very challenging because it's that love-hate relationship with food so that you are able to have the nutrition you need, but then also you're not always... I've never been the one to eat a bunch of cakes and candies and stuff like that, but I do like, you know, having fast food once in a while, and I do enjoy, you know, pizza and stuff like that, so I do enjoy those things. And so when it comes to that, I have to be more disciplined, and that's probably my biggest challenge because that's a financial burden as well as, a, you know, obviously um, eating. Other than that, I would say that, um, I mean, most of my challenges that I deal with are things that are um, out of my control, <laughs> so, so to speak. The things that are in my control, uh, I'm challenged to go to the gym. So it's challenging for me to get up. I like to go to the gym, where my gym that I get to go to is about 20 minutes away. So currently, my challenge is getting my car fixed because my car transmission and my engine has been going too crazy. So I'm trying to get that resolved and then maintain my work. So it's just kind of having that work-life balance, I would say, is my biggest struggle right now. And then continuing also to have that go to the gym and being able to continue on the path that I'm on. And then um, these are all just temporary things, but they're the, the current pinnacle items that are in my life presently. <laughs> so, which, which so that's that that's the root that's the revolving door of, of challenges that face <laughs> that we face. Like you're and they don't change your goal. You know, it's not like the obstacles don't change the goal, it's the path through the obstacles that has to change. You know, it's like, you know, it's not okay, yeah, my you know, I don't have access to a vehicle right now, so I'm going to stop working and I'm just never going to I'm I'm going to stop caring about what I'm eating and how I'm moving my body. Like that's you but think about, you know, there are people listening and I can really like there are times in our lives that we let those obstacles 
you know, steer us off path. You know, we let those obstacles become things that are too, we see them as too big. And that usually is because we get wrapped up in the pieces of it that we can't control. And we just keep banging our head against these things that are never going to move. Like they're never going to be things that we can control. So what are the things that we can manage? You know, what are the things, you know, and it's being able to, that's, I, that's what I think gets us through, you know, on a day-to-day basis is what are the things, you know, these are the things that feel out of control to me today and are driving these feelings that I'm having, but what are the things that I can still control and I still have, you know, I can still manage so that I can get right. through to the end of today. So what I would love to, I have a, you know, this is the, and then also concerning yourself with, like, for instance, there might be someone saying, well, why can't you just go out for a walk? Well, it's not just that simple. So for me, it's not just getting up and going, you know, just walking down the stairs. It's me having to get my crutches. And if they break, I only have one set. So if they break, what am I going to do then? You know, then I can't walk or if I'm out there. So I have to, I have a, like, I have a walker. So I have a, I have, but anyway, yeah, you're right. It's like, how do I, okay, so what's the next thing? So if I can't go to the gym, how do I exercise from home? How do I, you know what I mean? And my treadmill broke. So now my treadmill's work. So it's like, ah, what's the next thing that's going to break? So it's like, but that's, that's where you're right. It's just like, okay, it's okay. It's okay. Well, I was, so I, now, I was talking to someone this, I was talking to someone this morning who yeah. was like, you know, they're dealing with, they're dealing with an injury. So they're like, you know, I haven't been able to eat well, you know, I haven't been able to follow my eating plan because of my injury. And I said, is your injury preventing you from getting food? And they're like, well, no, I get food. And I'm like, so why is the injury preventing you from making healthy food choices? Like we, we, it's because we let that happen in our heads. You know, we let, we let them become barriers like, okay. And, and what it is, is it's because I'm upset because I've been going, you know, I normally go to the gym four days a week and now I can't. So because I can't do that, I'm going to let all these other things that are within my control be quote unquote out of control until I can get back into that one other thing. And it's like, well, that's, right. that's not a, that's that's not a plan a depression. for success. Yeah, that's a depression. That's a, or a mental challenge or something that, you know, has to, you know, or it's a, a trapped perspective. You know, it's like my perspective is so focused on, you know, my physical activity is the only thing that's carrying me through my weight loss journey. And even though you're doing a dozen other things every day that contribute to your health, we don't acknowledge them. We acknowledge that this is the one thing. And so if that's off track, everything's off track. And that's the, and honestly, like, and this is like the real talk I've had with myself in the past. And, you know, I, I'll say this to someone like, that's that part of you that doesn't want to change trying to hold you back. You know, that's that part of you, you know, and as, if you're someone that struggles with addictions or food addiction or anything along those lines, that's that food addiction saying, well, you can't get to the gym today. So you might as well eat. And it's like, well, no, that, that, you know, when you get that out of your own head, you realize, okay, that's, you know, I'm being very convincing to myself when I make these arguments, but they're just not real arguments. Like it's, it's not rational. So what do I need to do? What's my rational path forward? Like what, what are the things I can still control? So I think that's a great thing for people out there to think about. Like, are there times that you let things that are within your control be out of your control? because everything's not perfect. Like we're, cu- we're coming up on January 1st. It's everyone's favorite start day. But the reality is, is there are going to be people that have every intention to start a new lifestyle and make changes on January 1st. And something's going to happen on January 1st. That's not perfect. And they're going to say this and they will literally say, this isn't my year. You know, the, uh, the 364 days to come don't matter because today didn't go great. And it's like, 
No, like you have to realize that your days aren't going to be perfect. Years aren't going to be perfect. But when you have a lifelong journey ahead, understand that sometimes those imperfections aren't as big as we make them out to be inside of our heads. Right. And that's where that, that's where that uh, as I tell people, that's where that intestinal fortitude comes in because you have to make that choice because this is where, you know, just like when you do like any kind of weight loss surgery, the very first thing that, that anyone does is they make you go see a psychologist to make sure that you're going to, that you understand that the weight loss, that having surgery isn't a fix, it's not a magic pill. Just like anything, even if you eat right, it's not a magic pill for like today. This is something you got to make a choice to do every single day, even when you don't feel like it. Just like anything, you know, just like, you know, that was the point I made when I was like getting out of bed. Sometimes I don't feel like getting out of bed. And right now I'm, I'm lucky enough and blessed enough to work from home. So I literally just have to walk down my hall to go start work at 8.30 in the morning. But sometimes I don't want to roll out of bed and go and be on time. But it's like, you know what? But who's going to pay the bills if you don't get out of bed right now? And if you're late to work, what's going to happen? So it's like I've learned many years that, you know, by making a lot of wrong choices, that, okay, well, you know, I might not want to do it. But if, no one, if I don't do it, who else is going to do it? No one else is going to do it for me. But, yeah, I would have to say that that's probably, I will say that, um, you know, as a man, uh, I've had, I've had a lot of boy thoughts, as they say, you know what I mean? But as a man, I've grown up and understood like, well, you know what, if you're going to eat, if you need to put food, you know, if one, one basic principle, and it's not like, uh, some people have used it in the wrong way, but I use it in the right way. It says if you don't work, you don't eat, but that's not like a, it's not a disciplinary tactic, but so to speak, if you're a, a person like me, Okay, well, if you don't get up and, and get your money from your job and do whatever it is you can do, then you can't get a paycheck. If you don't get a paycheck, well, guess what? You're not going to have any food, and if you don't have any food, then you're going to die. So, you know what I mean? It's like, and say, even if you, but even then, if you, if you um, are someone that needs to go get the food pantry, if you don't go and fill out your application and go show up, or if you don't, if you need to get, you know, help from the government or whatever way it is, if you don't fill out that application and get yourself there you're not going to get the help. So it's like you have to make choices to what, what you're going to do. Are you going to sit at home? Are you going to, you know, you have to make up the, your mind of what it is that you're going to do with your life. You know, I mean, um, you know, uh, are you going to be an adult? And I, I say this, and I don't mean that to be rude or mean, but I say this like because I've had a struggle through this before where I've had to crawl out of being homeless for four years. I had a pull myself out of being an addict. I had to dig out of the trenches on my own where, where I didn't get help from my own parents, where my parents, or they couldn't help me even though they wanted to help me. So, and I had to learn, I'm like, okay, well, what else am I going to do? Like, I can't live at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm 44 years old. What am, what am, what am I going to do? So then I call who I can get help from. But at the same time, maybe they can't, like I said, you know, the programs that are available are, are not available for someone that makes the income that $500 more. It's, it seems like so silly, but that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? That's how life is. And um, all you can do is keep praying and keep on trusting the Lord, in my opinion, and, and what my life has shown, proven, and what I've done. Um, and, uh, you know, as a, the, um, but yeah, I mean, that's all I could say is, um, you know, that's how, that's what's kept me going, you know?
which I, I think is great to hear, man. Kevin, we, we've talked about a lot today. Is there is there anything that you were hoping we would talk about in your in your whether it's in your journey or just something you were thinking about that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet? To be honest, I thought we talked about quite a bit today. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we we. I think we had a really good talk, and I really enjoyed today. So thank you very much for that. I feel like we've I've accomplished quite a bit on today's uh, podcast or talk. That was very nice. Well, I, I thank you, obviously, for coming on the show, man. And if people yeah. listening to the episode want to connect with you, where do they find you? Um, well, I have, I have an, I'm on Instagram, so you can find me at Kevin's Weight Loss Journey um, on Instagram. And I am on Facebook as well. My preference is if I don't know you... Just like uh, you can reach me out on Instagram, and then um, you can get me know there, and uh, that would be the, the preference of, of reaching out to me. And yeah, I would be there. And I would definitely put that Instagram in the show notes for the episode so people can just click click once they're done listening if they want to connect with you, man, and just follow along or say hello or, you know, reach out and, and you know, share and talk and all that good stuff. Like, right. And I end every episode with the fa same five questions I call the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through those questions? Sure, go ahead. Okay, so question number one, man. Living or dead, who is your favorite fat guy? Uh, John Candy. I like it. I like yeah. it. I'm the yeah. The, the main two answers I get are John Candy and Chris Farley, so I'm, yes. in, the, I'm in the John Candy camp, so I always like it when someone <laughs> else is. Question number two, Kevin. What is something about yourself that you love? Um... I love me. I love, you know what I mean? Just, uh, you know what I mean? Like my attitude. So my positive attitude and then I'm willing to get it done no matter what happens. I'm willing to get up and, get, and work my best. I think I, I enjoy it about me. Question number three, man. On this journey you've been on, what do you think has been the most important new habit that you've built? To not self-loathe. Mm. You know what I mean? To, 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 to make that choice that, okay, this is what it is, and that would say that. But that would be the biggest habit is to not blame everything else of where I'm at, of why I'm happening now. Is saying, okay, well, you know, I can't change what happened before, and I'm gonna look at today and what I'm gonna do today. I would say that's probably my best positive habit that I've I've undertaken is not the blame game, so to speak. Like yeah. What question number four, man? What is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related? Huh. Uh, not health and the rest next year. Well, that's a tough one because I'm not really sure what to, to say because I think I have a five-year goal. But I would say that the next year, I would like to have a new car and to have all my bills paid. <laughs> so... And you'll not be struggling financially. I think it's a good good goal to have the next is, year. I think that's a wonderful goal for any person out there, man. So I think that sounds yeah. great. So, yeah. Kevin, it, thinking about where you were, you know, after, you know, coming off the off your injury in 2011, kind of going back to that literal kind of day one for you getting ready to make change, like, yeah. what do you think is some a message you needed to hear if you could go back to then? A message that I really needed to hear mm -hmm. was um, if you don't lose the weight, then you're going to be injured and you're not going to die, but you're going to be hurting and you're, you're going to suffer. Mm. That you're either going to suffer or you're going to fix this problem. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I chose like to fix the, fix the problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I yeah. like it. Yeah. 
So, Kevin, there. That's those are the last official questions I had for you on the main show, man. Kevin and my discussion is going to – Kevin and I, Kevin and me, Kevin and I, I'm, I'm horrible with that one. I'm always someone who's correcting, you know, helping people with editing things, and I'm awful with that one point in grammar. But Kevin and I are going to continue this conversation on the Patreon after show. But for right now, Kevin, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and opening up and sharing your journey uh, to where you're sure. at right now with us and what's to come for you. So just thank you so much, man. Thanks. And I will have Kevin's contact in the show note. Like I said, you can also reach out to me at Gorby Goes Keto on Instagram and on X. You can email the show at thefatguyforum at gmail.com and all that good stuff. I hope y'all are doing really well. And then, my friends, after you do that, and maybe it's after, you know, you're after, after you're getting things ready for Christmas or you're, you're cleaning your house up after, remember, go out there, do something today to amaze yourself because you're the most amazing people that I know. Then catch us here on the very next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. Thank you.